This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. Christina is doing much better. We have changed her diet out of desperation, not because any of her specialists have recommended it. We are keeping our fingers crossed that she will continue to get better. As her allergist immunologist said years ago, sometimes we change our diet just because it makes us feel better, not because of any particular test or findings. Today we have a great show. Our guest is Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tampa at Lori Park. We are discussing their autism-friendly initiatives and other programs. Their mission is to rescue, rehabilitate, and care for animals. Create exceptional, personalized experiences that connect people with wildlife and each other in fun, immersive ways. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you listen to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Our guest is Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education at Zoo Tampa. Hi, Jennifer. Please tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how you became interested in working in education at the zoo. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. On behalf of Zoo Tampa, we really appreciate to be a part of this program. Well, I love the zoo. <laughs> it's one of our favorite places. So, Thank you. So a little bit about me. Um, I actually started in the inform well, started in the education field in the public school setting. Okay. So in that setting, I was experiencing lots of variations with children. And at Zoo Tampa, we actually have our own zoo school. Yes, that sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Tell everyone about that. So I transitioned my knowledge from being in the public school setting into the informal education setting where we are engaging guests in the park and at our school. So we have an early childhood education center that is for children 12 months up through five years of age. All the students are coming in learning about conservation education. We're getting them into the park, experiencing the animals, having touch and safe touches and feels with the animals in our care. And it's been 
something that has built upon and the students have kind of grown up through our program, which is really nice. Yes, and you do have children on the spectrum in this program, correct? Absolutely. We do. Um, we are actually associated with um, USF's program, Positive Wide Behavior Support. And that's really focused on the social and emotional skills of a child and trying to strengthen those skills for the children. So really what we're doing at the zoo school is that environmental education and we're making sure that we're helping support with the social and emotional skills. So a lot of what you're seeing in the classroom um, would be there's a lot of sensory stories, a lot of first thens with the children. So we're really right. trying to provide them all the supports necessary right at their foundation at zoo school. Well, and your own. Now, here's what's neat is you have two children who have gone through zoo school. Yes. <laughs> and at this point in time, you were telling me that there are now children who have gone through zoo school that are coming back to for internships yes <laughs> we do that is so amazing we do um, we've been able to identify that the children um, who started with us 17 years ago at zoo school have really transitioned from early childhood education into campers up through interns so um, going into that that uh, high school age so it's been really great to see their development, a lot of conservation backgrounds, a lot of biologies that they're kind of science. trying to science. So we're it's that STEM education that we're focused on at that early age. And yes. um, we're watching it transition uh, with the students as they grow. This sounds like a great research project for a graduate student, doesn't it? Absolutely. Maybe a thesis? <laughs> Anyone looking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome. And then your programs. But you have so many programs. Right. Um, the zoo school really starts out as at, uh, an extension. Not many people know about it at uh, that Zoo Tampa host. Right. We were the first ones uh, in the country that had an early childhood education center. But also informal education within a zoological facility is really important. So we are the educators that are out there in front of habitats, talking to our guests, sharing information, um, providing opportunities to touch a biofact, a bone, touch a touch some fur, uh, you know, something so right. that they can get that tactile feel and yes. get that connection. Yes. And how many kids are at the zoo school? So at the zoo school, we have about 100 students that are on site with us. But our informal education within the park, we have our guest engagement ambassadors that are volunteers. So um, those are opportunities. A lot of them are um people who are involved in education, and they're out right. in the park creating immersive experience. So those kind of, those touching, the feeling of um, kind of what a animal pelt or a bone would be, or seeing the, um, the, the skull structure of a manatee, those right. are the pieces that our guest engagement ambassadors will be outside the habitat. So, it's a really good connection for our guests to get a kind of a deeper story about what we're doing for the animals in our care. Yes. And then as far as your other programs, the summer camps, I was going through all the summer camps and I think there's only one that still has openings, but you have some amazing camps mm -hmm. and you even have overnighters. We do. We have um, K through eighth grade summer camps. And during the summer camps, we do also have a, a behavioral uh, support uh, person on site to help us if there's any um, uh, additional support that is needed for the students who are at our camp. So Interesting. It, mm -hmm. See, in my mind, I immediately ruled out 
Well, I don't think my kids would make it at camp, but I, but I it, even it was completely ruled out because. I just assume there's no support. No, that's not the case. At Zoo Camp, it's really important for us. We we make sure that we have social stories for the students so that they know what's going on throughout their camp day. Uh, we will create behavior charts or behavior plans, um, and we will also talk with the parents in advance so we can understand kind of um, what we need to work together on to make it a successful experience for everybody. Right. And if there's anyone out there listening that doesn't know what a social story is, a social story is just a very simplistic story to explain to children on the spectrum or with intellectual disabilities to understand what's going to happen because order and knowing uh, beforehand what's going to happen is very important to them. So extremely important. Extremely important. (laughs) And, and at Zoo Tampa, we've have um, we've created these social stories so that our guests can download them in advance of coming, so that they can know what this uh, what to expect to try to make it the smooth a smooth experience for them. So really, even from that front gate outside that front gate, to know that when you're walking in. There is security guards there. There is something that you have to walk through so that you can talk about it as a family and make right. it a great experience. Right. I know. I can remember going to a park when Maria was little, and I thought the program was over because she was going through her white glove stage because she was picking her fingers, so she would work with these gloves, mm-hmm. and they wanted her gloves mm-hmm. off. Right. And I thought our trip was over. Mm-hmm. We lasted about an hour after that, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. Almost. Uh, yeah. And also, but a social story would have helped. A social story. And then just also having the staff understand that is one of the key pieces uh, at Zoo Tampa. We've really spent a lot of time working with CARD to yes. have our staff trained so that they're aware of right. what, uh, of some triggers and how we can kind of, you know, diminish some of those triggers. Um, you know, maybe not not asking for that glove to be taken off. Um, right. Being okay that the glove's yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, um, CARD is Center for Autism and Related Disabilities, and it's such an awesome program because they've worked with the they've worked mm-hmm. with you, they've worked with other places, and they work with private businesses mm-hmm. to make sure that things are autism friendly. Mm-hmm. And that's the social stories. And I'm amazed. It's not just one social story. You have social stories for each area of the park and right. each event and it's just incredible it's it's really important because we want everyone to have the same experience so we we have um, encounters where you can get close to animals safely such as our lorikeet where you would walk in as an immersive experience you would have food to give to the lorikeets and the the bird would come down on yes. your hand and feed we, we have these social stories so everybody knows what to expect. You're going to feel the flutter of a wing behind you. You're going to see a bird fly by. Right. It's really important to know these pieces so we can calm down and just enjoy the experience. So we've really took a lot of time to um, ensure that those interactive experiences that we have at the zoo have those social stories connected. Yes. Well, you even have a social story on how to feed the stingrays and how to feed the giraffe. And I can remember when the kids were little, oh, my goodness, I had Maria and Christina. They're on the autism spectrum. And then Anna. Anna was the only one. She was probably about three at the time that I got, could get to feed the stingrays. Mm-hmm. But a social story, not that every kid has to, but mm-hmm. it was fun. I I love the zoo. I had so much fun at the zoo. And then the giraffes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. It's just a really good way to make sure that 
everyone can participate in the experience and that we're trying to give those tools to make it a successful experience for everyone. So yes. it's it's important, especially those interactive experiences are Look, very important. And it's so nice that you have the social stories because those didn't exist when my kids were little. And, and as, I just remember the zoo being a positive experience. And I think it's because there are many spaces at the zoo mm-hmm. that are quiet Right. And the other thing interesting about the zoo is the smells are not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this earlier off break, but um, the there are times where Christina, she can't go to the fair where the chickens are because mm-hmm. she gets sick. And if she's already sick, you know, it can lead to seizures and it's mm-hmm. rough. Um, but at the zoo, we've never experienced that. And we we're talking about your savanna mm-hmm. because the, the, the savanna, you kind of look down on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that this the Savannah Oasis is where we have some of our larger animals, African animals. So that would be our African elephant, our giraffe, our zebra. But they, it's it's it really looks like Savannah and yes. it's kind of a little bit of a distant, but it kind of looks like it's close to you. But yes. it, 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 it's it's an amazing experience. But you're not having those um, maybe some of those sensory odors that may create some issues. Yes. And there's no sensory odors in your aviary either. No, not at all. Not at all. Yes. Yeah, so. so those were those are big for us with Christine, especially when she was little. Mm-hmm. That was always such a challenge. Yeah, and we really try, you know, within the zoo, just in the in the perimeter as you're walking through, we tried to have those small kind of off, just a little bit off the path where you can sit for a moment, you know, relax, have it as a quiet zone. So we don't have to have official quiet locations within the park because there's a lot of little pieces throughout the park that offers that. And sometimes, I'm not sure if you've noticed, there's a lot of um, water sounds, and that's mm. what is kind of in the background, and that's so calming right. and enjoying for guests. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we take a break? Let's continue the conversation on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tampa at Lori Park. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tampa at Lori Park. We are discussing their autism-friendly initiatives and other programs. <laughs> so we were just discussing quiet places, and you were telling about the Discovery. Is it Discovery Days? We have we have three times a year. We have Day of Discovery, and it's a great partnership that's with Florida Aquarium, Mosey, and Zoo Tampa. And during um, October, December, and April, each of the uh, sites offer a weekend where we're opened an hour and a half early in the morning for those families coming in who needs a very quiet zoo. So it's a very, um, you just hear the 
birds. It's really quiet. The the rustling and the sound very very peaceful within the park. And so we host the families. They come in. They have um, interactive stations where they can. Um, they one time they made cookies. Uh, they did some cookie making. They got to meet a sensory friendly Santa Claus at Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And um, yes. So. Maria, I mean, my kids believed in Santa until this past year. <laughs> I know they could have kept believing, but you know, to believe it. I was, I was tired. I know I was tired, but I can never get my oldest to even get near Santa. Mm-hmm. Something about the red, just the whole thing. Right? It just never happened. But but it it worked out so well at Zoo Tampa. We had um, somebody who is trained. Uh, very special in this in this area and we also had that story so that they understood like what the steps were when they were going in and um the feedback that we got from families is like some of them like you never their child would never have done that and they we really did experience many people saying thank you like this was amazing (laughs) so getting to get close Right. And hey, instead of going to the portrait studio, you can go there, Mm -hmm. get your picture for Christmas and send it out in the newsletter. Right. That makes life easier. I know with the kids, I mean, I like the manatee area where Mm -hmm. you go in the cave and viewing. Mm -hmm. We always like that. And I think it was it was quiet. Mm -hmm. You're watching the manatee. Mm -hmm. It was just always a peaceful place. It's just, yeah, very nice and cool. We have our manatees. Um, We currently have three manatees who are here as our patients at Zoo Tampa. And um, it's just nice, quiet, peaceful um, experience. Yes. Well, I know we're talking about autism, yes. but you do such a good job as far as rehabilitation mm-hmm. on manatees. I think I, I see you've helped 300. Yes, we've had. Okay, a, I did see that we, on the yeah, website. We, um, we've had a, our primary goal as, um, as a zoological facility is actually to have the animals or the manatees come in, rehab them. And then our best thing in life would be to get them back out into the wild. So it is a really good thing that we're doing within the, within for Tampa, for those animals that are coming in, um, in Tampa Bay. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now the other favorite part for us in the park, my goal was always to make it to the Australian area is called Wallaroo. Mm-hmm. Wallaroo station. My goodness. That was just my favorite place. That's when we would all eat. Mm-hmm. We would get to pet the animals. I, It's not like they don't lock the gate, but it's kind of contained. No, and I can watch them. Yes. It's a wonderful, it's it's a it's a one way in, one way out mechanism, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you feel very safe in there. Uh, so, um, And the playground area mm-hmm. is amazing. And you have the water part. In, where the kids can play in the water, and you have lockers. Yes, we have lockers in there. We have food and beverage that is right near that location. Yes. Well, that's so quiet. We do. Yeah, we even have. Um, we have in that section. We actually have a designated family rest area where you can just sit down to the side. You know, just have some quiet time, um, but still be able to keep a view of your. Family, in case somebody is in the water or something. Like right, that. right. And then the um, the play area. Mm-hmm. I can remember being there years ago, and there was a boy with his mechanized wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I told his mom, I'm like, he's really good. And she thanked me. She says, you don't know how many hours we spent working on that so he wouldn't run into other kids. Mm-hmm. 
But he was having a wonderful time right there in that area. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me earlier that you even have wheelchairs. Explain that. Absolutely. Um, We did notice that you you can see we want to make sure it's accessible. So one of the days we saw um, somebody who you could see that that desire to get into that water and team members helped out. We had more, more of the standardized wheelchairs and we were able to transfer the gas from the motorized with with their approval to the standardized wheelchair. And we're able to get them in and out of all the water. Um, just, I just remember there was just amazing amount of smiles, that connection, yes. you know, that memory that's there. And we have those opportunities at Zoo Tampa. Yes. And you have the ponies. See, that's uh, the ponies are also in the Australian section. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, we have the ponies. They're wonderful. They, um, what we do with at camp is that um, the children will able to groom the ponies, um, yes. be able to braid their hair, and just um, have a really kind of enjoyable kind of touch experience. But yes. also, we still have our wonderful goats. Um, yes, the goats, the goats was an area where it was a fan favorite, where a lot of people would do a lot of brushing on the goats and. Yes. So well, and you get to feed them. Get to feed them. <laughs> yes, and watch them, like, jostle each other yeah. out of the way. <laughs> I mean, they're goats. Yeah, well, it was. it's interesting because when I look back on it, when we were getting a dog, the girls mm-hmm. were 15, 13, and 10, and we were looking at the pets, and finally my youngest, my typical child, says, you know, anytime we go to look at dogs, Christina isn't touching mm-hmm. them. And I'm like, what do you mean she's not touching them? I thought she was playing with them. Maybe she was running from them. I don't know. But it was that idea. I realized when we got a pet, she had to be able to touch mm-hmm. it. And she mm-hmm. did. The one we got mm-hmm. was the only dog that she actually touched. Mm-hmm. So it's an odd thing yeah. in a way. And right. the sensory. It's a sen- it, Yeah, it's a sensory. We, we see that a lot at the zoo school side of it. And so right. that's where we try to help. It might not be a touch at first. It may just be... Uh, let's say in our Stingray Bay, putting the hand in the water for a little bit and then moving towards, it's that nervousness of not knowing what to expect. What will the Stingray do? How will it feel? (laughs) (laughs) So just helping the kids and guiding them and providing those supportive words so that they can can do it. Yes. Now, in the Australian section, there is also the bat. It's the large bat. And we would we would always get pictures with the bat when we were there because we loved it. It's a, it's a, I don't know, it's about 15 feet. Yeah. It's a huge. Like you're hanging up outside yeah, so you, with the bat. You, yeah, you, you walk through <laughs> this little area. Yeah, yeah, but you're walking through this little area, kind of like a boardwalk, and you're looking at bats. Mm-hmm. And we have, and during our night events, we have a Halloween event um, uh, that we are doing bat enrichments uh, where okay. we make these specialized enrichments for the bats. And so the guests will come in, see the bats eating, you know, like pan- bananas and apples and oranges. Oh, That's fruit. They're okay. fruit, fruit kebabs. And so um, it's a great nighttime experience. But our day of discovery, yes. just speaking about um, our our Halloween event. Yes. We do. That is an experience that we try to offer to our guests that they can do in the morning. That is a part of our day of discovery package. So we know that during the evening, during our, um, our festival, it's, it's a little, um, loud. There's a lot of sensory things that are going on. Um, we try to have it in the morning where it's a little bit more scaled back. 
where it's a quieter, but they get a similar experience. It's not as loud and lights and stuff like that. So we do a similar experience in the morning. Yes, we Uh do that in the morning um, during the Halloween event um, in October. And then we also do that during our Christmas in the wild um, in December. So we're trying to make sure everybody gets Mm -hmm. that that everyone can participate. Mm -hmm. Well, now here's another situation is I noticed that you can bring in a very small cooler Mm -hmm. And that's what I used to do with the kids because Marie and Christina did not learn to chew their food until they were 11 and 13. Mm -hmm. And the first time I did not pack food on a trip for Maria was when she was 18. So you do allow some food. We do allow a small soft cooler uh, for the guests to bring in. Well, I used to have to have strawberry yogurt and it had to just be yogurt and it had to be soft. Mm -hmm. And for Christina... It used to be macaroni. And, of course, I didn't realize till later she wasn't chewing it. She was mouthing it. That's another story. <laughs> Sorry. That's for our therapy show. <laughs> but it was so important. It is important to have the the items that they feel comfortable with during this new experience that they're having within the yes. park. So we do offer that as an opportunity to bring in. And then we also do provide a lot of gluten-free options within the park. Um, from our food service vendors. Yes, and I saw where you have rental, I guess, wheelchairs and that type of thing. But those ones, you need to be there, make sure you reserve it or are there early to make sure you get one. Right. Right when you come into the park, we have um, our um, electric and our standardized um, vehicles that you can use um, yes. and try to make it a comfortable experience for your family. Okay, well, let's take a break. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tamba at Lori Park. We are discussing their autism-friendly initiatives and other programs. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tampa at Lori Park. We are discussing their autism-friendly initiatives and other programs. Now, you have, uh, everything's online, but like right here, you're showing me all your wonderful sensory, or not sensory, but your story, mm-hmm. social stories here, mm-hmm. and your map. Yes, so one of the pieces that we have at the park for our guests is anytime that you come in at our guest relations building, right near the main entrance of the park, we do offer all of the stories, but we also offer a map where it um, it is very geared towards providing, uh, you know, uh, boxes to check off where you've gone yes. through the park. First, we're going to go here. Next, we're going to go here. So try to, you know, the order. The thing. order. <laughs> yes. Well, the map and the map is online. You have the autism-friendly map, the pictures are bigger, mm-hmm. and you have the 10 spot. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. For instance, mm-hmm. um, my middle daughter cannot function without mm-hmm. a calendar. She goes through my calendar. She mm-hmm. goes through my date. She asks me what time we're leaving for the doctor's mm-hmm. appointment next month. Yep. 
No, I mean, it, it's really important. Uh, yes. I, I can see it on the side for our school. It is something that we do all the time. We use first then, first then, constantly with the kids so they right. know what to expect to kind of lessen that anxiety that is going on. And so we do offer that map in advance so that you can kind of map your day out <laughs> and then make X's on maybe something that may not maybe under renovation or something like that. So right. it helps them out. Right. And so the location at Guest Relations, um, we do offer those items, but we do also offer a, it's called a distract pack. And we know families uh, usually have their items, you know, their tips and tricks that they, they right. have. But some days, you know, it may you be, forget. you forget. <laughs> Or it's in the car. It's in and the why car. is it in the and car? You, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just come into the zoo. We can make the experience great for you. We have um, distract packs that you can check out for free. Yes. And inside we do have headphones. We have some um, fidget spinners. We have some earplugs. Uh, well, yes, earplugs yes. And, and headphones. And then we also have just, um, you know, coloring sheets, things like that, that can occupy your time. And then when you come in, you also get a wristband and your wristband is going to allow you to get to the front of the line. Really? So, yes. So you don't have to wait for those rides. So when you get your distract pack, you'll get your wristbands. And then that can make that process a little bit easier for your family for the rides. Right. But now do you have to bring an IEP like at Disney and that kind of stuff? No, not at Zoo Tampa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those things that I, I've done, not at Zoo Tampa, but it's one of those things where it's kind of, you feel kind of odd. And, and we were allowed to go first at... um. Disney, and I felt bad because Christina wasn't, she was okay, Mm -hmm. but guess what? Later that day, she had a seizure, Mm -hmm. and our trip was over. Mm -hmm. I mean, just that Mm -hmm. simple. Oh, that was, it was at Epcot. We left Disney, we went to, we did one of those two or three day passes. Mm -hmm. You're there, you're in front of the line. Mm -hmm. She couldn't handle it. My trip Mm -hmm. was over. Right. And so, yes, so. For those of you that are out there wondering who are these people getting in front of you in line and why are they getting in line? They look okay, but they're not right. always okay. Right. And, exactly. And there are so many things that happen, mm-hmm. as you know. A- absolutely. And that's why we're trying to make it a very comfortable experience for families. And so, you know, anytime anyone wants to utilize our distract packs, it's, it's we're right. there for you. Well, here's your social stories. Okay, you have it. Visiting the giraffe feeding station. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at them. She brought them in for me. Visiting the Lorikeet Landing. Mm-hmm. That's their aviary. Mm-hmm. And they even show the kids, like, how to hold the container to feed the birds. Mm-hmm. And then visiting Zoo Tampa, so the overall mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. Visiting the petting zoo. And what's nice about all of these where you have the contact of the animals, you're showing the kids where they will wash their hands mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. and that process. And then the... Aldabra tortoise encounter. <laughs> now, do they actually? They actually touch, they actually the, tortoise. touch the tortoise. So, all of these experiences that you've just mentioned would be something that would be a touch. So, we want yes. them to feel so comfortable with what they're doing. These visual cues are going to show them how to hold properly. Hold for the lower heat. The, the nectar cup. So, yes. you know, that could be a sense of frustration if they have the cup with one hand and then the bird comes down and they get scared and. It falls on right, the floor, right. how to properly hold it so they're holding on tight and, you know, just limiting kind of uh, any distressing uh, right. factors for them. So right. um, because it's a lot of sensory that's going on, you have, 
you know, the birds flying by in the lorikeen holding that nectar and what to do. And, and then right. every area does have a hand-washing station after they're concluded yes. their and, experience. And you explain that here for them. And then you have visiting the wallaby walkabout. Mm-hmm. And that's where the little kangaroos are. Yes. We have some rock wallabies inside uh, Wallaroo Station. Okay. And it is a contained area where um, wallabies can walk or hop wherever they would like within the yes. habitat. And uh, sometimes you may have one just come right by you. <laughs> yes. And but it's it, it knowing what those also those boundaries are for the for the for the families too. Um, how close is close enough? Could you could should you, are you allowed to reach out and touch? So it just gives all those right. kind of expectations to make it a good experience. I will admit I like that better than the kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good experience. I like the zoo. You know, I have a friend who, um, she's recovering from cancer mm-hmm. and she's going through a hard time. She says, I just need a day off. She says, I think I might go to the zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful place. You know, the, you know, it's not just families that are taking advantage of it. It's, right. it's everyone, adults, uh, walking through, enjoying the experiences. We have a lot of people who are, local who um, visited visit Zoo Tampa. Yes. But we do have a lot of people who are traveling from up north and coming down and, you know, just like to take excursions at the zoo. Get I mean, it's a it's a pretty wonderful place. All well, the animals are outside enjoying nature, you know the sunshine. Sun shining. Yeah. Well Jeff and I um we were up in D.C. for 15 years. We went to the National Zoo. We went to San Diego Zoo with the double-decker bus. Mm-hmm. And when we came to the Laurie Park Zoo, and I think this was about 15 years ago, it was so nice. Mm-hmm. We felt like we were there with the animals. And I remember telling someone, this zoo is nicer than the other zoos because you feel like you're with the animals. Mm-hmm. And shortly thereafter, you guys won, I think, Zoo of the mm-hmm. Year. And, of course, since then, you've won mm-hmm. all kinds of awards. Mm-hmm. But you won, like, the best zoo for families. It, it's important for us. We have this beautiful backyard that we're living in, and we really want to connect our guests to nature and to the animals in our care. And so we've really been strategic in what we're doing about how the habitats look, how you can make um, it appear you're, you're closer. Right. Um, we do a lot of, like, barriers uh, with water so that the yes. containment with water so it looks natural and lush. I mean, we have beautiful yeah. landscapes uh, here in at Zoo Tampa. So, um, And I found out my favorite, my goldfish that were in Wallaroo. Did I say that right? Wallaroo. <laughs> are now with the bears. There yes. were the bears in the in, in our in, in our moat, it, yes, yes, in our moat, yes. in um, the, so they're enjoying the water by the bear, yes. um, in in the Florida area. So wow. Well, I grew up. Okay, I grew up in Tampa. I remember Lori Park Zoo. I remember we would go look at the alligator and the seals. I even remember even with my dad probably when I was about two, because I still have mm-hmm. the dress and mm-hmm. I can remember that and being there. I remember my five year old birthday party mm-hmm. being at the zoo. Oh, and I remember the dancing chickens. Way back when we, oh my gosh, I'm aging myself. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have dancing chickens. <laughs> no, no, no dancing chickens. But it was quite the place. Oh, and, and we still we still host our birthday parties for our families. It's a, okay. a great connection. So um, 
we hosted in Wallaroo Station. Really? <laughs> Rest. They get, it's a beautiful area where you can yes. be outdoors. We have some picnic tables. We have a play area out there. It's shaded. Shaded. There's water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you, and you're not going to drown because it's it's fountains. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just um, fountains that cool yes. you off. Um, yes. But you can uh, make it as immersive as you want or um, just... You know, uh, take a minute and then sit on the side on the rock for a minute. Right. If you're mom, you don't have to get wet. Yes. If you don't want to get wet. (laughs) Well, uh, well, let's continue our conversation on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tampa at Lori Park. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Jennifer McLaughlin, Vice President of Education for Zoo Tampa at Lori Park. We are discussing their autism-friendly initiatives and other programs. Now, I was talking to you earlier about did you have um, jobs or training for those on the spectrum or with other disabilities, and you were t- you were going to tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, we have a few opportunities that are available. We have um, it's called a guest engagement ambassador, and guest engagement ambassadors are um, throughout the park at the habitat, and their goal is to communicate about the animal and talk about yes. the animal and who they are, um, just special facts. And they also usually have something with them as something to touch so for the guests to feel. And so we do have this opportunity where um, those who are on the spectrum are, you know, um, they go through the training program and um, participate and are active in, actively engaged with our guests. Yes, well, it was funny because I was telling you, I know someone who's a docent mm-hmm. there and her daughter's on the spectrum mm-hmm. and you knew exactly who I was talking about. Abs- and, and I know the zoo is a big part of their life mm-hmm. and they go and they volunteer together mm-hmm. and they're there. Absolutely. It's it's important for us too. So that's a child-adult bond. And so um, we do allow for those opportunities to for, for those connections in the park. And the training provides all the resources that are needed for those questions that may come up. And um, we've created a good program for, for them to flourish in. Right. And then what is this other program you were showing me that you have? We also, um, we work with Hope Services and Hope Services um, has students. It's a, a, I think you called it a vocational rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. So they're probably a contract. They're contracted with vocational rehabilitation mm-hmm. for those people that would like to do this type of work. Absolutely. And they Hope Services is, is based out of Pasco County. And um, what they do is they bring some students over to the zoo and they will help us for several weeks, um, helping specifically with our gift shop, as well as our food uh, service area, just supporting us and getting right. some training skills um, along the way. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't even realize that they were there. But that is so good to know. Well, we were talking earlier about service animals. That was off air. 
But can you tell them a little bit about your service animal program? Absolutely. So we have, um, again, going with the connections, having everybody having accessibility. The zoo has really worked hard um, to work with people who bring in the service animals to make their experience easier or make their experience accessible for them. Right. And um, we... Some of these experiences, such as our safari tram, where you're going kind of into areas where there's live animals. Right. Um, we have desensitized our animals that are in our care to be able to be next to or near <laughs> a service animal. So, so what that equates to is that um, a guest can go on our safari tram. They would right. be able to have their service animal sitting down next to them, and the service animal would go through the experience. Or we've even had an African elephant encounter where really? the service animal has been there. The, the person needs a service animal. The service animal will sit, and the African a- elephant during that experience um, will will have no kind of reaction to it. The keepers wow. have worked really hard to desensitize the these the animals in our care from the service dogs. So that is amazing. Yes, and even into our lorikeets. They all, they the, the lorikeets. The lorikeets are desensitized. No, with one service dog inside, and um, so that can be an enjoyable enjoyable experience. Wow. Now, we were talking earlier, and I used to do this when the kids were little. Um, if you joined Mosey, the Florida Aquarium, or Zoo Tampa, there was one month that you could swap. Mm-hmm. And so every year I ended up with a membership somewhere. And then the kids were always going to all those every year. Right. So <laughs> I would always, in September, I would always try and make sure we hit the other two. We have a really great value. We have um, a great um, membership program with a lot of bonuses that comes along with yes. Zoo University, these these talks that we have for adults, um, and some discounts within the park for food and beverage and retail. And so one of the perks that we have is September, where you can go to Florida Aquarium or Mosey and vice versa. And um, it's a it's a great value for, for our guests in the community. Yes. Now, I can't let you leave without talking about the baby animals. Do you have new additions? We have new additions. Um, we recently had red wolf pups. Really? Really just adorable. We have a new habitat that um, is at the... Um, at the entrance into the Florida area, and they had red wolf pups uh, recently. We had a baby uh, taper, which is... My, I it, saw they, that. I just, yes, I saw that. Yes, and even right now, currently, we have a manatee in our care that Aww. is a, a juvenile manatee. Okay. So, uh, new with mom. Wow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then but there's a new rhino, though, but it's a year old, right? Yes, we do. We have um, a rhino. It's our white rhino. Okay. Uh, Zoo Tampa offers a, an interactive experience with white rhino. And um, so our guests were able to see very up close uh, behind the scenes of the rhino encounter. We have a, a very affordable package for families to come get kind of uh, that immersive fe- experience. White rhino yes. experience you can touch. You can really? touch the white rhino. Oh. Our Indian rhino, you can feed. They love right. lettuce and cantaloupe. 
Yes, and then I also saw you had a orangutan, mm-hmm. baby orangutan. Baby orangutan. Now they're probably a little bit older now. A little bit older, but they do look, um, they look still young. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're so sweet. Okay, well, I love the baby animals. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming today. And the zoo is just such a fun place. It's my pleasure. Thank you for, um, on behalf of Zoo Tampa, to share our experiences that we have. Yes, and tell them your website. Our website is zootampa.org. Awesome. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. Please join us next Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock, right here on AM 860 The Answer. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only on AM 860. The Answer. The Answer.